Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. I am your host, Rudo, joined by both Evan Rowell and AJ Hayfley on a black screen, apparently today, as it's almost finally here. One more day left until the beginning of the NHL season. The long wait is finally over. I'm ready for it. I'm sure AJ and Evan are Is ready everyone for doing it. This? Yeah, it's it's the the about to get that money move. I don't know. <laughs> about to get that money. About to eat that Thanksgiving dinner, son. Well, I mean, it's whatever you need it to be. I guess. It's 116 straight days of an NHL feast. There you go. A straight up sprint through it as well. Who's counting? No, 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 no. I'm ready. I, I just cannot wait. We have predictions on the show today, at least one hot take, maybe a couple more even, depending on how we're feeling. Should be a fun show. Uh, and yeah, it's, Avs take on the St. Louis Blues tomorrow. Uh, let's start with AJ here, because AJ, for the first time this season, the media was allowed to watch an avalanche practice. How was it being in Ball Arena? It was very satisfying. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny because I got there and the goalies were supposed to be on the ice and they weren't. And then all the media started to roll in and I'm sitting next to JJ Jerez and uh, Peter Baugh and Mike Chambers. And we're just like, did anybody remember to bring binoculars? Because <laughs> the players started to come out and they, of course, don't have jersey numbers and trying to figure out who everybody was because there were five guys in one color because they were doing special teams. Mayhem. But once we started to get it all sorted out and figure out who was where and what was going on, uh, it was good to watch, man. It was good to see some live hockey, even if it was just mostly garbage special teams practice. Well, you take what you can get, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, I will. I will say. Um, I know we're not going to spend too much time talking about it today because there's not really a lot to say. But <laughs> I don't know what. I don't know if Andre Burakovsky had a had a late night or what. But he was a <laughs> he was a menace today in all the wrong ways. <laughs> just just looked totally incompetent to the point where after he had fumbled the special teams drill again, he just dropped his stick and was like, "I give up." <laughs> it was it was bad. It was it was funny, but it was like, what a mess. I don't think I don't think Jared Bentner probably found it as amusing as we did. <laughs> well, some days practice is tough. Can confirm. <laughs> I mean, everybody has those days, man. Right? Yep. Like sometimes you just have that day where you're like, oh, I can't find my keys, and you look around for them. They've been in your hand for the last five minutes, and you know how it is. It's just the way it goes sometimes. You got to got to fight through them. Hopefully you got that out today and you're good to go for the game tomorrow. Um it's yeah, I don't there's not nothing left to do from training camp. It's all the way through the rest of the regular season now with basically no no stopping. Yeah, um it sucks we're doing our show now because they'll announce the actual official roster. In um, like two hours, yeah. It should be. It should be. But it'll probably happen like forty minutes after our show ends. <laughs> um, but that's you know. Wait, go. Bender said we, they had the uh, the roster was done, but he wouldn't say anything more. Of course, of course. he just stopped. And, I mean, we we pretty much know, so it's it's fine. All right. Yeah, I mean, 
there might be a couple of tweaks here and there, but yeah, nothing major, I would imagine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's not like we're gonna have a huge like whoa, whatever <laughs> they do at this point. Yeah, it's just one of those days, Victor. I guess. <laughs> yep. How did he start his car if he didn't have his keys? Yo, he probably <laughs> means like his office keys. Oh, <laughs> I'm assuming. I would this hope so. <laughs> I'm assuming he did not hotwire his own car and then remember that he did not have keys with him. Well, that, that would be impressive if he did, though. I mean, just to naturally go there, yeah. Yeah. I. Anyway. Let's crack yeah. open the crystal ball. Let's do this thing. Yeah, exactly. We have lots of prediction coming here for you. We're going to start with our predictions for the playoff makers out of each division. I think I think we have the Avs division first lined up. So go ahead and bring up that Western division and prepare to be bored by us because we all <laughs> are predicting the same thing. AJ up first, Colorado, Vegas, St. Louis, and Anaheim. I mean, Colorado, Vegas, I think is pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. St. Louis, you have faith that they can keep it together without a Petrangelo. I guess they do have Krug as a replacement, right? So, yeah, they should be good enough to sustain. The only question is is goaltending, and I'm buying in on Jordan Bennington being good enough to get through a bad division. All right, I buy that. Uh, I, I buy that. Um, we went with Anaheim as as the fourth one, but Evan. All right, I guess we'll do me next. <laughs> sure. Uh, I have the exact same list as you, AJ. Literally oh, wow. to a T. Um. I believe in John Gibson's ability to be a massive difference maker in a season yep. like this. This was this was the big thing for me as well with Anaheim is I think there's enough talent, uh, Getzlaff and Zegras and some of the kids that are out there. Um, I think there's enough talent there. You look at that forward court, it's still pretty good. The defense is still pretty good. And then if John Gibson has a bounce back, I trust John Gibson to be the man and to get Anaheim over that hump. The, the battle for that last playoff spot is going to be a bloodbath of mediocrity. Yep. And I just don't I, I don't feel super strongly about any of these. So I basically went through each of those teams and said, who has the best goaltender and picked that team? Between <laughs> having the best goaltender and a team with a a good amount of youth graduating or yeah. potentially graduating onto the roster in a season that is going to be a sprint. It just pushed them over the edge for me. Yeah. But. Well, and they have a legit, a, a decent top pairing in Hampus Lindholm and Josh Manson as well. Yep. And then you add in Cam Fowler and Kevin Shattenkirk had a nice season, a nice bounce back. Like, that's a solid, that's a solid group out there. And then, again, if John Gibson plays to John Gibson's potential, you, they're, they're, that team just makes the playoffs if, yeah. if he plays to the way he can. But. Especially because they will have the goaltender advantage in basically every game that they play. Yep. Because it's all in, in inside the division. There isn't a better there isn't a better goaltender in the division than Anaheim. Liner on a good night probably is the yeah. closest thing, but um yeah, it's it's gonna be a a tough to equal John Gibson this year. That isn't to say a lot of teams in this division division don't have a chance to make that playoff spot. There's yeah. like most of the teams that aren't St. Louis, Colorado, and Vegas, which we're expecting to make it anyway, are going to be battling it out for that one, as Evan's predictions do show, because he went with uh, the evil empire of Minnesota sneaking in on that fourth spot. Yeah, and it's probably the most boring fourth pick. But actually, I, I was debating between Minnesota and the team that I think kind of is going to like sneak up on everybody this year is L.A., um, mainly because I think Dowdy is pissed off for the dumbest reason ever that people <laughs> I think he's bad again, um, and I think he's kind of going to bounce back. But I also think they're going to have some young guys sprinkled into their lineup that are kind of going to surprise some people. So, But, I mean, I... I, I do think there's anybody that can take that fourth. I, I'm not feeling strongly about Minnesota taking that fourth spot. I just think that they, you know, have the defense that's going to kind of get them there. So my biggest apprehension about Minnesota, um, and I was I was leaning towards Minnesota until Rossi got hurt. 
the the Rossi injury and that he won't be with the Wild this year. Um, they're a team built all along the wall. You know, between Parise and Zuccarello and Fiala and Kaprizov, all of these guys, all these guys play wing. What do they have down the middle? Who are their Who are their actual centers? Nick Benino, Marcus Johansson, and Nick Bukestad, Joel Erickson Eck. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> you're gonna go. You're gonna. You're gonna roll with those guys down the middle. I just don't think it's good enough. And then Cam Talbot and Alex Stalock as your as your backstops. Look, I the defense is legit. Spurgeon, Suter, Dumbo, and Brodeen is solid. Carson Soucy is kind of Colorado's bitch, but who isn't at this point? And then Greg Pattern and Brad Hunt, like that's a solid, like that's a really solid defensive group. As long as Carson Soucy's not playing against the Abs, that's a solid group. But I just don't, I don't buy that they're going to have enough offense. I don't think they have enough down the middle to get through it. And that's where I think Anaheim is going to separate. I don't feel strongly enough about Minnesota to even defend it, to be honest. Yeah. This was just like... You had to pick a fourth, man. There's some bad teams in this division, and you know I could see anybody grabbing that fourth division or fourth spot. So Except I just picked Arizona. Minnesota. Arizona's not going to Yeah, Arizona was the one team I really didn't consider. <laughs> I but I considered all the other teams for various reasons. No way. There's no way Kemper can carry that team with the moves they made this offseason, especially. They got a lot worse. <laughs> uh, all right. We can bring up – do we actually know what the conferences are officially? There are no conferences. Sure, just, but – Just what, the divisions. So it's just a total reseed for the for the for what would have been the conference finals then? Yep. All right. So it doesn't matter which division we do next. Yep, it's one through four. So I have Central, North, and East. Bring up the central. Let's let's make fun of Dallas. This is the Doritos division, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't know who their sponsor is. I, West is Honda. Yeah, West is Honda. That's the only one I know. Okay. That that's the one that matters to us. Anyway, central division. AJ has Tampa, Carolina, Nashville, and Columbus. Uh, the top of that division is pretty strong. <laughs> Obviously, Tampa being the defending champs. And did any of us not pick Tampa? I didn't. As I mean, first seed, that is. Yeah, I I have Tampa as first seed. So okay. it's it, you can bet against them when they prove it. Is basically where I'm at with it. So hard to bet against the Cup champs, even like. Their roster didn't get that much worse with all the moves that they had to get done. Yeah. So I think they're strong. Yeah, I think um, Tampa Bay is still just too good. Uh, and then I think Carolina is still rocking and rolling. I, they're going to take a step forward between some of their young guys. I think Svetchnikov has another level. Um, Netches has another level. I think those are going to be the guys that that take them – uh, into a comfortable postseason berth. I don't think they're, it's going to be too tough. And then Nashville, I think, is just mediocre enough to get in and be forgotten about again once they get there. And then um, I do believe in UC Soros. So. And then Columbus. Yeah, I, I just can't shake that Columbus is just a rock-solid group that's going to be a tough out every night. And I didn't like any of the other teams behind them, uh, any of the other teams in that division for that spot. And the biggest reason that I don't have Dallas in there is because I don't trust I don't trust that they're going to score enough without Tyler Sagan. And if you only have a 56 game season and he misses 36 of them, I don't think that's an I don't think they're good enough in those games without him. Uh, I don't think that he's so good that when they get back, they win enough games to sneak in. So I just, I just think the injuries probably take Dallas out of it this year. Otherwise, I would have had them there. All right. Well, I have Dallas making it in my prediction. So definitely a little bit different. I, I hear you on Nashville sneaking in. Obviously, I have Tampa and Carolina at the top. But mm-hmm. with with Kudobin and Bishop on the back end, I I just think that team is capable of playing that grinded out style, even even if their scoring mm-hmm. isn't out off the chain for them. They can win enough games three to two, I think, to get in. I 
I don't see them going very far in the playoffs this year. You know, I think it kind of took the perfect storm for them to do what they did last year, but I think they can make it in at least. The way that you have this, Carolina-Dallas will be the least watched first-round series. Yeah, no (laughs) one will care about that series for a single second. Exactly. (laughs) But it also gives us Tampa-Nashville, and Tampa beating up Nashville is fine with me. Could be a good time. Evan, did you have any any switch ups oh, for us? At oh, least? I went different. No, you <laughs> took the Florida bait. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an Florida bait. I banked on Florida in the playoffs, and I looked like a fool. So what did I do? I said, you know, I'm going to double down. <laughs> I'm going to put them in the playoffs again. Um, and I don't know why, but I think that's. I, I think they're just that top line is going to carry him, I guess, to that fourth spot. Uh, my big thing is I have Carolina winning the division. I think no Kucherov. I'm not sure what Stamkos is going to look like this year. Um, you know, I'm not banking on him being 100%, to be honest, just because no one knows what's really ever going on with that guy. I think that they're still obviously talented enough that they're going to make the playoffs, but I have them at the two seed. Lumbus, I think they're just too solid. Um they're so well coached and they do what they do at a really high level. Yeah. And, you know, I mentioned in the coaches when we talked about coaches, Tortorella is, I think, a top five coach because he can get a lot out of a little. And they added Max Domi when they didn't have Josh Anderson at all last year. So they kind of added to that. So mm-hmm. um, I, I'm banking on them being good. And I think Dubois is going to be pissed off because he wants to get out of there and he wants to show the world what he can do. So I think they're going to get a lot out of him this year. And then, yeah, Florida. Um, I'm ready to be hurt again. That's really all I can say about that. <laughs> Any faith in Bob, or are they just going to outscore I don't even think Bob. Bob's healthy, now that I think about it. From what I read, he's not even practicing right now. We should uh, we should have a wager on this, that if the Panthers actually make the postseason, Rudo and I have to get Panthers gear. Dude. If I can buy their old stuff, that's fine. Yeah, their old right. stuff looks sick. Let me let me get that old Pablo Barre jersey. Yeah, oh, there you go. <laughs> um, all right, we can take our first period break there with Green Mountain Dental Group, the best family dentist in the Denver metro area, just 15 minutes from downtown. We've had a bunch of not only people who work here at DNVR, but listeners reach out to let us know about how great the experience was and thank us for leading them to such a wonderful practice. There's honestly nothing more rewarding than hearing from our listeners, so please let us know about your experience if you've made the switch to Green Mountain Dental Group. Down in Lakewood, our sales director, Lindsay had her wisdom teeth removed a while back and she said it was the best dental experience of her life. They even make sure to send you personal cards to remind you of when your next appointment is and to schedule another one in the future as well. So they take care of you top to bottom. And when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam, they'll give you a free Sonicare toothbrush as well. So jump on it. You might as well get yourself a free Sonicare toothbrush. It's dope. It's dope all the way around. Free stuff is always cool. And if you want free DNVR merch, head on over to Chevalier Mortgage or DNVRMortgage.com where you can get yourself signed up to win a free DNVR shirt or hat. But more importantly, get yourself a free consultation from both Mike and Virginia. Sure, you've probably heard about how great mortgage rates are right now, but Mike and Virginia are not just your typical mortgage company. They have phenomenal rates, but what really makes them different is that Mike is a certified financial plan and looks at so much more than just the rate when designing your home loan. Plus, they're small, family-owned. They've supported us here at DNVR for a long time, so they make you feel like a person, not a number. Again, you can head on over to dnvrmortgage.com to get signed up for a free consultation, or you can call Virginia directly at 303-257-6578. Michael Chevalier, NMLS 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS 1910631. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Yes, the DNVR bar is first come, first serve, at least for tomorrow's game night. You know, with restrictions, we're just kind of playing it by ear as the season goes on. But for now, it's first come, first serve. Yeah, so. we're hoping we're hoping to get to that point where, you know, we have to start staging hockey-style fights outside to see who gets in with 100% <laughs> capacity. <laughs> 
I do recommend um, getting in early because we've had a lot of calls about people wanting um, to get big tables and um, and obviously within the COVID restrictions, but I do um, recommend getting in here early. The bar opens at five o'clock. There you go. So just enough time to get absolutely trashed before the game, I guess. <laughs> yeah, just, just enough time to watch another full hockey game before the Avs game starts. There you go. Hockey all day at the DNVR bar. Let's go. I'm finally, I'm ready for this life to be a thing. Let's keep on rolling with our predictions. I, is it? Do we have the East next or the North next? It doesn't matter. Just pull up one of AJ's predictions and he'll tell us why we're wrong. Oh, this is the Taco Jones division, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, here we go. This is the the, uh, the 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 Canadian division. I had no idea what to do with this division. I, I think this is either. one we're probably all going to be a little bit different. Yeah. <laughs> I don't feel strongly about this division at all, other than to say I have no idea what's about to happen in it. Um, it's, it's, all, it's all mediocrity. All of these teams are meh. With, like, I think... I, I'm buying in. I'm really buying in on Montreal. I really like what they're doing. I I really like their offseason. They're I'm buying in on Suzuki and Kokaniemi down the middle. Um Carey Price in net. I like their defense. I think it's a solid defense. And I think that, that forward core is gonna be really good. I think it's gonna be deep and they're really well coached. They're just they're a they're just a rock solid team. And I think that in a division that's going to be really bleh, I think that's going to matter a lot. Uh, I really like Edmonton and Toronto. Just the elite talent, I think, will be too much there. Yep. And then Ottawa is my big uh, – I'm going with it. I'm, I'm in on Matt Murray. I'm in on the young defense with Thomas Shabbat. And I love all their young guys. I I, I love what Ottawa's doing. I think this will be – the uh, Stutzel will make that team. Stutzla will make that team. And they're going to be they're going to be a ton of fun to watch. Yeah, you can convince me with Montreal. I'm not sold on Ottawa for a single second. <laughs> I, I thought about Ottawa too, but yeah, because I just think they're they're going to be one of the more fun teams to watch for sure this I year. I think they'll be fun. I don't think they'll win I, a lot. <laughs> I just so those remaining teams: um, Ottawa, Vancouver, Calgary, Winnipeg. I think they all have the same problem in that they. One of them is going to suffer from the variance. Yep, they're gonna they're gonna get they're gonna get bodied by bad luck. I don't know which one it is, <laughs> um, but one of them is it's gonna happen to one of them, and I just don't I just don't like it. I did the exact opposite with this that I did with Anaheim, where I looked at it and I said, oh, "I'm good. I'm not. I don't care about the goalies, obviously, because I have Edmonton finishing second. I don't care about goaltending in that division." It's all about offense, and I like what they're doing. I like what Ottawa's doing. I probably had Winnipeg just on the outside, though. Sorry, Z. I I bet on what both this both of these things in chat. So if you bring up my predictions here, we'll see that they are quite different from AJ's in this division. I have Toronto at the top. I have Vancouver being the the big surprise in this division, and then Winnipeg and Edmonton kind of just <laughs> sneaking in. Um. Yeah, I I think Toronto is the most talented team in the division, for sure. And I have faith in Freddie to, to get the job done for him. So I think they come in first. I don't know what they do in the playoffs. Uh, <laughs> Vancouver was my YOLO of, of this entire uh, prediction show. I think going back to the Avs roots a little bit there, I think it would be super interesting to see Vancouver do a push and, and maybe the, uh, the Elias Pedersen crowd finally got that brain worm into my head or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I just, I just worry that there's a lot that has to go right for them. Um, they don't have Markstrom in that. Yeah. They're relying on two games of Thatcher Demko being for real. Braden Holpe to buck the trend of the last three years. They need JT Miller to have another career year. I'm, we're, we're like four dots into this of this thing has to go very right for them. And I just don't. I feel like Vancouver is just a team that's that's just a bubble waiting to burst. Could be. I, I think I have a little more faith in you. I, I do think there is some very good offensive talent there. You're starting to see players like Brock Besser really develop into high quality top six NHLers for that team. But. It's a good forward core. I mean, at the top between Pedersen and Miller, uh, Besser and Horvat and 
surely forgetting somebody, but yeah. I, I do like what they've got going on up there. Tanner Obviously, Pearson. Quinn Hughes is awesome, too. Rounding out, the reason I went with Winnipeg is basically Connor Hellebuck, kind of the same thing with Anaheim in the in the Western Division. I think good goaltending is just going to be even more impactful than it is in a regular season this year. Yeah, losing Louis Erickson was the best thing to ever happen to Vancouver. Um, <laughs> uh, and then I threw Edmonton on there because are you really going to bet against Connor McDavid? No. <laughs> but Evan, what you got for us? I'm sure it's far different from mine. Only Calgary. We all hurts. went yeah. different here. So first thing I looked at was stars. I looked first of all, I looked at pretty much all these teams. I don't think there's anyone in this division that defensively can slow down a Matthews or a McDavid. So I'm banking on those guys carrying their teams into the playoffs. Um, I, I think ta- Toronto's the deepest team in the division. Um, Edmonton with McDavid. I think Kyle Turris is low-key a good pickup for them. I think he's going to surprise in a smaller role where he's not making $16 billion um, and doesn't have those expectations around him. Um, Calgary. I am banking on one Jacob Markstrom. I think he's great. I think he's a big upgrade on what they've had and more dependable. Uh, but the big thing is I think Johnny Gaudreau is going to bounce back. I think people are forgetting just how talented he is and how much production he put up the prior years that everyone's looking at last year's obviously it wasn't as good, but I think he's going to bounce back this year. Um, and then Montreal, we've talked about it before. I think they are a very well coached team. And when you're playing the same teams over and over and over again, I think a, a great coach is going to make a big difference there. And that's what's going to happen with them. And I, and I bank on Suzuki and Cook. And Cook I'm not even going to say his name. I can't say it. Um, yeah. What he said, I think they're going to take steps forward and help them out big time. All right. I'm um, the only Calgary fan. I figured yeah. that was going to happen, but mainly it's Markstrom. I think he's going to make a big difference for them. Markstrom, I think, is going to be a, a good uh, upgrade, but I think that defense got worse, and I don't trust Johnny Gaudreau. Yeah, I think Gaudreau's broken forever now. Yeah, I yeah. honestly, I think that playoff series actually like damaged him. <laughs> well, yeah, and I mean, I couldn't. My my heart wanted to put Ottawa in there because I'm a huge Ottawa fan. Um, I actually went back to my parents' house and found my old Martin Havlat jersey this weekend and brought it home. Um, but I just don't think this is the year for them to sneak into the playoffs. Um, and Vancouver, Braden Holpe sucks now. Like, I'm just going to say it. he's not a good goalie anymore. Um, that's just what's turtles, happened though. to him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then I just don't trust the rest of that team. So Elias Pettersson. I drafted him high in some fantasy leagues, but I'm not banking on that team being very good this year. I have him on my fantasy team too. Wow. You just take him for the fantasy and and drop him in our predictions. All right. I see how it is. Uh, Let's move on to the final East division. I actually struggled with this division a lot. This is kind of the division of death in in my opinion. So uh, I start with AJ's here. He goes with Washington at the top, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Boston. Someone good is going to miss the playoffs in this division, man. Yeah, well, when you look a at the teams, teams. yeah, when you, you look at the teams that are on the outside, um, yeah, there's this is going to be a tight division. I didn't know what the order of this looked like. I just feel like these are the clear cut four best teams, um, and with Boston potentially taking a big step back. Yeah, I. Don't really have an argument against you. My first pass through, I was just going through the teams and set it up, and then I got to Philadelphia and was like, well, I can't leave them on the outside. <laughs> so someone yeah. else got to take the L there. Um, but even like even looking at a team like the Rangers in that division who yeah. are, are expected to take a pretty big step forward with, with Lafreniere, expecting more out of Capo Caco, there's just no easy outs in that entire division. Yeah, I mean, we expect a better a better version of Buffalo. They still have a big goaltending problem, which is why I was out on them. New Jersey still has a big. Wait till you get to mine. <laughs> New Jersey still has a big everything problem. So I I think New Jersey is probably the one team that. Yeah, the the only <laughs> one I 
didn't really <laughs> consider for a spot was New Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. The other ones, every the the, the Islanders, the Rangers, I considered all those teams for, for spots. But so, I just I yeah. Washington, I think, is just so run it back, set and forget at this point that they're safe. Uh, very little turnover. Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, I think, are both really good and pretty interchangeable. Uh, Boston, I think, is going to take a step back, maybe a dangerously large step back. Yeah, same four teams were in for me. I still believe in Boston is basically the only major difference. Um, I, I think Philadelphia could be scary good this year out in the East. That's the one yeah. team that like I think might surprise some people with how good they are, but... Uh, again, I'm going to give benefit of the doubt here to a team like Boston. You know, they may take a step back, but until they prove they're not the beast that they're capable of being, I'll leave them in the one spot. Uh, Pittsburgh is obviously a perennial contender. Washington, putting them in fourth here is not a knock on Washington by any means for me. It's just the acknowledgement of how good this division is. And we'll yeah. see. Uh, Evan, I, I, I know Evan did something a little bit different here, so... <laughs> With, with Buffalo. Sorry, I yeah. was just yawning over how boring your guys' picks were. Um, <laughs> There's three yeah. of them are the same. Yeah. So, well, I have Philly winning the division. I think that team is really good, and I think yeah. Carter Hart is about to just take over the NHL as the goalie. Um, Boston, from here, there was old bunch of old guys, old guy teams. Um that I decided I'm going to drop one of these guys out. I think one of them's going to drop out. And uh, Boston sounds like Marshawn's going to be a healthy opening night. Um, I, I I still trust Rask and all those guys, so I put them there. Washington, their top six is still really good. Um, I'm banking on them being fine. I think Samsonov's a really good young goaltender. I think he'll be fine. So I dropped out Pittsburgh, and because I don't trust Tristan Jari, I don't, you know. Crystal Tang, I'm sure, is going to get hurt. Their defense, I'm not a big fan of. So um, I'm going Buffalo. I'm going wild this year. You know, I think Jack Eichel is sick of missing the playoffs every single year. And I think we're going to see a McKinnon like year from him where he just says, I'm, I'm sick of this. We're going to go for this. And the big reason I'm picking them is you'll see in my hot takes, uh, Rasmus Dolly. I think people are forgetting just how good this guy is. And I think he is going to ascend this year but uh yeah buffalo uh, i'm going with them um i have my wife currently upstairs setting a table on fire for me to jump through um <laughs> after making this pick and i am uh yeah i'm all in on buffalo this year i think this is the year they step forward with taylor hall and i think eric stall is a good number two center for them to have even if it's who, just temporary who's their goaltender uh doesn't matter because i didn't look it up <laughs> no, it's all Mark. I think he's going to be the guy that takes over. <laughs> yeah, okay. he's, he's only missing the wings there, Scott. Could have had the Buffalo Wild Wings combo, but oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, if if he uh, if he picked the wings to make the playoffs, he might be kicked off this podcast. So. <laughs> I don't even know what division they're in, but they're not making the playoffs. <laughs> Are they in the Taco Bell division? I assume they're in the Little Caesars. That's the, is it a Little Caesars division? No, I mean, I guess the Red, the Red Wings play in Little Caesars Arena. Uh, it doesn't matter what division they're in. They're not making the playoffs. <laughs> True. So, I mean, look, I think Buffalo has to fail just based on the Taylor Hall effect so we can have Taylor Hall watch 5.0 this, yeah. what, in whatever this offseason ends up being. I'm but, not talking about Taylor Hall again. <laughs> <laughs> this is the that, – that's the toughest division in the league, I think. Yeah, just, I agree. I it's, mean, you got the Islanders in there who they're going to be. I, mean, a top I don't know, out, but they got worse. Yeah, I mean, I I probably shouldn't count out Barry Trotz teams, but yeah. And then and obviously, I, and boy Chuck hurts them, and I kick yeah. Pittsburgh out. So you know, that's a that's a tough division. It is. It is. Someone good is going to be disappointed, as I said. We can take our second period break there with DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app. While the holiday season may be over, the sports calendar 
look, it's here, man. Hockey starts tomorrow. So if you want to bet on just about anything, you're good to go. The amazing odds boost for this week is the NFL playoffs. If you bet on any team with a new account after signing up with code DNVR, you can bet $1 for the chance to win $100. And as you see at the bottom of the screen there, you can get a $1,000 sign up bonus as well. So just get $1,000. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> If you sign up with a new account, uh, yeah, well, my uh, disclaimer will will explain that to you in just a second. But uh, if you don't like football, you can bet on basketball. Again, they have odds boosts daily for just about every sport that they have bets on. So if you're looking for something specific where you think the odds might be in your favor, be sure to check those out. You can still bet on futures as well. I think, what was it, Makar is like ridiculously – overrated to win the north he's like plus 1700 to win the norris so that's like free money i don't know what to tell you uh jump on it go on over and download the top rated DraftKings sportsbook app now and use that dnvr code to let them know we sent you to get that hundred to one odds on any football game this weekend and the thousand dollar sign up bonus again code dnvr at DraftKings for a limited time only must be 21 or older colorado only restrictions apply Payout bonus requires 25x play through cdraftkings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by that DraftKings Sportsbook. All right. We've gone through the divisions. Let's stop beating around the bush here. Let's get into our hot takes. Uh, they should be fun. Oh, those weren't my hot takes? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who's first on the list. Production, show me something cool. Show me somebody's spicy, spicy taste. <laughs> show me something I'm cool. Let's do, let's do abs. Let's start in Colorado. Yeah. Okay. All right. I go first. I'm saying Miko is popping off. I think both Mac and Miko score 30 this year. I think the power play has the revitalization everybody is begging for, and they just light the NHL on fire. Did you also take the Miko plus 3,000 bet for the Art Ross? Because I did. <laughs> I'm banking on Big Moose. Um, I saw two clips of him in preseason. That's all I, I need to see. I <laughs> going to score some goals. I flirted, good today. I flirted yeah. with the hot take of Nathan McKinnon continues to lose the Hart Trophy, but because of Miko Rantanen. <laughs> I, I flirted with that hot take, but I decided to dial it back because I think McKinnon's going to do stupid things this year, but... Uh, yeah, I look, I think the Avs forward core is the best in the league, and they're going to show it. That's basically where I'm at. So, who, who is you said Miko and Mac? Miko and Mac are my oh, 30 goal scorers. I see, yeah. real hot would have been Berkey and someone that would have been uh nuclear heat for sure <laughs> at that point. <laughs> not not gonna go quite that far, but you know what? Maybe maybe next year if. Jesse was certainly right on on Berkey being on a 30-goal track last season's hot takes, but uh, what can you do? All right, who's next? Oh, I thought I wrote Bednar, not, not Bowers. <laughs> Apparently not. Um, yeah, I think this is going to be a weird year where a lot of guys are going to get chances to play, and I think Shane Bowers is going to get a chance to play. This is now the second training camp in a row where Bednar cannot stop talking about this guy. And I think whether it's through injuries um, or just they're going to start resting some veterans, he's going to get a chance to play, and he is not going to come out of the lineup because Bednar is going to love the way he plays. So, uh, yeah, that's my hot take. It's going to be Bowers and not Kaut that takes a job in midseason. I love where your heart's at, but my head just can't get there. (laughs) I don't know, man. He also, Bowers looked... Real good today. He was on it. Not that Cow didn't. He looked solid. But, I, I, I mean, I, Bowers just looks like he's on a different level skating-wise. It looks like he's grown up physically a little bit. And obviously, we're doing this from 150 yards away. So I'm not going to make too big a deal of it. But he looks good. Like, he looks... <sighs> no more no more baby Bowers. He's uh, he's all grown up now. He's a, he's a real boy. It's... The- would Bednar consider playing Bowers on the wing, I guess, is my question. I think so. Sure. They were training him for him last year, weren't yeah. they? They, I mean, he played both last year with the Eagles. But Yeah. I mean, a one one block shot from Belmar 
And Powers has that job for good. Yep. I mean, Calvert gets hurt every year. All all he needs is an opportunity, and I think he's gonna. You know, they're gonna put him in the lineup and fall in love. He's all just, right. The skating and the smarts are just too. They're too good. I don't. I'm in. I'm into that. I I like that pick and. Gah! Long live Howard Dean. <laughs> the scream of a generation. <laughs> oh, I yearn for those days. Anyway, uh, let's move on to our next hot take here. AJ, going with the man, oh. Devon Taves. Yeah, I think he's the guy. Uh, I think between getting second power play unit time and some PK time, I think he's gonna, you know, he's gonna be next to McCarr at even strength. He's gonna be on the ice with McKinnon a lot. I think that he's just their all situation guy, and that they're gonna, he's gonna end up leading all of the abs in in time on ice. I think he's gonna play twenty three minutes a night and be the man. I I don't think this is a hot take. I think this is happening. Given that they <laughs> immediately seem to fall in love with him next to Makar, definitely on the and table. He, he's the only one that seems destined to play both special team units. So, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So apparently AJ's take was lukewarm a little bit. Well, I mean, based on, based on the poll I put out yesterday, I think a lot of people would think that's a hot take. But AJ's seen him more than... Everyone thinks Makar is going to be the guy this year, and I think they're going to limit Makar's minutes. That's a, I think AJ's right on the money yeah, there. Apparently, everyone else thinks it's hot. Yeah. <laughs> I've just been hanging out with AJ too much, and he's convinced me on the the Devontae's hype train. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. If, all you have to do is listen to Bednard that he's on the hype train too. So, dude, he. Taves on their on their second power play unit today, working along with Gerard. I think people are going to be more excited to watch that unit than the top unit. I've, Although I will say the top unit looked really sharp. With they were moving McKinnon around a lot instead of having him stand in one spot, they had him doing ten different things, which I think is what they need to do. But yeah. um, watching watching Taves and Gerard move pucks together was like, oh, it's going to be a fun unit. Is there anyone Bednar isn't hyped on this season? <laughs> no, because he won't talk about it. <laughs> if that person exists, he just won't say their name. He doesn't acknowledge their existence. <laughs> All right. Let's move into our NHL wide hot takes. I go first. I don't actually think this is that hot, but I think the NHL is going to fall in love with this homestand style games. I think it's going to cause a lot of hate between teams and bring that kind of angry fire back to the NHL. That, I mean, you know, you can talk about the ups and downs of it, uh, but I'm, certainly a lot of the old school fans, I think, are going to love this thing because it's going gonna, it's gonna to create a lot of chippiness. Yeah, I think it's it's interesting that people were like, oh, I'm going to be so sick of seeing these teams, but you're going to hate those teams good and well by the end of the season. Yep. You know, the even though they, they probably won't be relevant, you're going to hate the LA Kings by the end of the season. Just think of how miserable all of their games last year were. Now you're going to do that like, 12 times this season it's gonna be oh it's gonna be so obnoxious like even if you're beating a team if you are up 4-0 on a team halfway through the season and then you have to roll into their building and play a two-game homestand they're gonna make your life a living hell for that series like it's gonna be miserable yep i'm i'm all i like this i just think that uh i don't know i i would like for them to to adopt this permanently for like Eastern teams, like yeah. the teams that they only play twice. I would love to just get them out of the way. Just play Bam, them. They're yeah. done. You know, they home and uh, you have it, have it be like, Oh, instead of the Washington Pittsburgh, Florida trip that they do every year or the state of New York trip that they do every year, have it be, you know, have them, have them play back-to-back games in long Island against the Islanders, you know, and then they could, they come to Denver the next season, something like that. I would be all about that versus play this team in 
Yeah, play this January, team. and then you don't see him again till May or whatever. Yeah, yeah, right. And then oh, there's a game in March, and there's a game in November, and okay, well, you played them twice. It's just like it's cool to see all the teams, but it does not drive the rivalries that the NHL feasts on so much. Yep, agreed. So I, I don't know. I didn't have a good hot take for the NHL league wide, so I went with that. So bring up one better than mine. I didn't either. Well, wait, 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 wait. this is the <laughs> one, so beautiful. Shame to shame. Shame. That's NHL wide hot. So this is my this is like my thing. Uh, I think Nolan Patrick's about to go off this year. This is my this is my baby of a thing. I think he's gonna be very very good. And like forty points doesn't sound that much, but forty points in fifty six games is a pretty good year. I think he's gonna be the big engine that drives Philadelphia. I think that's a really really good Philadelphia team. I think Nolan Patrick is about to remind everybody why he kicked the shit out of the WHL. As long as he can stay healthy, man. I He seems to have the migraine disorder figured out, and that's what was holding him back mostly. So I think that that's I'm, – I'm, I'm all in on Nolan Patrick for the last time. For the last time? Yeah, this is the last time I ever go in on Nolan Patrick. All right. Fair Unless enough. I'm right, then I just keep going back to the well every year. <laughs> I I hope he goes off, man. He's such a good player. He has the ability to be a, a great NHLer. When we talk about the 2017 draft, like, oh, the ads got so lucky with Kale McCarr, and undoubtedly, man, things broke their way. But you know, oh, had the ads won it, oh, they would have taken Nolan Patrick. Oh, what a what a horrible decision that would have been. And like, we forget that that guy was insane, amazing in yeah. the WHL, and. He has the he has the kind of game that I think is gonna he's gonna be so good in Philly. I I this is it for me. This is my last my last stand with Nolan Patrick. <laughs> All right. I, I like it. I like it. Evan, you were talking up your hot take. Raspin doll Raspin doll. There's a hot train over here. <laughs> You make Buffalo, and then you make Buffalo your hot take as well. I I feel like Rasmus Dahlin just deserves more hype than he gets because Quinn Hughes plays in Vancouver. Everyone won't stop talking about him. Kale McCarr obviously is awesome, but he plays on an elite team, so everyone knows about him. Um, Biro Heiskanen made it to the finals. Um, I don't think people realize just how good Rasmus Dahlin is as a teenager. What he was doing at the NHL level is insane. And I think he's just going to take off, um, put Taylor Hall in that team. They're going to score some more goals. I think Jack Geichel is going to go off. And I think Darlene is just going to ascend. And this is the beginning of him being that guy that and eventually, obviously we know Norris trophies take years for these voters to figure it out. I think this is when he gets on that radar and people realize, oh, yeah, this guy's probably going to win like three or four of these. So not taking Kale McCarr's bet to uh, win the Norris then. Well, there's, I didn't say that. This year, it might be a little bit different. I'm saying, but yeah, I mean, it, it takes years for these guys to even like get on the freaking radar for Norris Trophy. That's just how the voters work. So yeah. um, I just think he's going to go off this McCarr year. Or finished ninth last year, but. Yeah, and now he's going to finish fifth. Where did Darlene finish? That's what I'm saying. I he's going to, if he goes know. off, he'll probably still finish like seventh. So. Yeah, I think he's he's awesome. I just bet on DraftKings about Kill McCarr winning the Norse. So I went in on that. You guys should too. That's the Miko bet. bet. I did the Miko, Miko? bet. Yeah, yeah to Which win the Art Ross. Plus 3,000 to win the Art Ross. Yeah. All right. That's what I was just looking. I know AJ is going to join bets tomorrow to talk about it, but Kill McCarr to win the Norris is plus 1,200. McKinnon to win the Heart is plus 550. Avs to win the Cup is plus 650 right now. What I just what is Darlene to win the Norris? I don't think he's gonna win the Norris. Plus four thousand. If you think he's going point per game, that's gotta be money value to bet on plus four thousand. What about best goaltender? Uh, I refuse to gamble on goaltenders. Yeah, I'm not putting money on that. Plus a thousand for Gibson. Eleven hundred for price, eight hundred for the book. For the art, Ross, you're saying the um, uh, or big moose. 
Yeah. Yeah. Big moves just on the money value. All right. All right. Definitely tune into DNVR Bets Daily because AJ is going to go on there tomorrow and do um, a bunch of talk about these. Yes. Today, I'm going to lose a lot of money. Is he going to wear sunglasses? Is that how it works? And you only wear sunglasses if you do something like if you made money. Oh. All I do is make you. money, so <laughs> no problem. So he'll be I'll wear, I'll wear four pairs of sunglasses. There you go. Yeah. I, now I'm just imagining AJ showing up on that show with four pairs of sunglasses and being like, yeah, don't <laughs> bet on hockey. This sport is stupid. Yep. <laughs> bet on football. That shit is free. There you go. Now you know. <laughs> I mean, Nate. You look, well, I'll put it this way. We talk about that conversation, Travis, in our final season preview tonight in about four hours. Uh, we're previewing Nathan McKinnon's season. So, Nathan McKinnon. I mean, plus, plus 550 to win the heart is still, isn't that still the top or is he number two? Um, let's see. Gotta be up there. Where's the heart? Let me check. Um... I yeah, now McDavid's plus 450, but Mac is second. By like a lot. The next closest is Matthews at 800. So, if you really believe in angry Drew Doughty, he's plus 20,000. Nope. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we're wrapping up the show here. Drew Doughty sucks. Final the idea moment. that he's going to like get upset and like run it all back is so comical. It's a 56 game season. Anyone could find them energy to do it is what I'm thinking. <laughs> but I'm not putting money on it. <laughs> All we right. still have a, we still have a Byram one, don't we? Oh, that's right. I totally forgot about our Byram one. I, yeah. Byram hot. It's not. I mean, I guess depending on what number oh. you put, it could be mm-hmm. a hot take. We're talking about how many games is Bowen Byram going to play. I said 40. Um, I think the first you know 20 or so games of the season, they'll probably work him in and out of the lineup, but by then... He's going to take a spot eventually is basically where I'm at with this number. Well, can't criticize your hot take on this. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good number, all right? Yeah, well, okay. You know that we had the exact same number, but... Nice you know, and round. We're, we're in that spot, man. I I think it's going to be a slow start, but once he gets in there and finds his legs, it's over. Yep, I agree. Evan, please tell me you put 40. Not no, 34. No, I actually almost went lower, but then, yeah, I think it's going to be a slow start. I think Timmons is going to be ahead of him to start, but injuries and everything are going to happen that he's eventually going to get in there and probably not come out, but it might take a little while. Okay. I like it. I like it. I mean, Byram. The way Bednar talked about him today is like. He's the X factor this year, right? They're. He he basically said they're not going to be afraid to play these guys. Like they know what they have. It's just going to be a matter of they have to feel confident that he understands the systems and everything. So never Jacob. Say forty one, man. Isn't that forty one? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got to go prices right on that. <laughs> oh wow, we have a trade in the NHL. Technically, technically, I can't wait to hear the details uh, of this waiver, dudes. <laughs> yeah, the. Carolina traded for Max Lajoie. For what? Something called Clark Bishop. All right. Neat. I th- yeah, I think Clark Bishop is a total... That's a fake name. <laughs> Clark Bishop is like a character from Queen's Gambit or something. <laughs> yeah, that's a fake name. That's not his real name. He was not born Clark Bishop. So... Final thoughts, as this will be the last time we talk to you guys live before an avalanche hockey game happens. Uh, Our show tomorrow will be a live post-game show immediately after the game. So please turn into that before we do our final thoughts. Also, please like and subscribe to the video. It helps us out a ton. Just liking alone. Subscribing obviously helps, too. If you really love us, consider subscribing to an account on thednvr.com. Come join us on the lounge. Do all of those amazing things. And, yeah, we'll keep bringing you the amazing content at least five days a week. With this year's NHL schedule, it's probably going to be more like six or seven days a week. But, anyway, anything anything fun? Anything you guys are really looking forward to in this NHL season besides just hockey being back? 
Um, yeah, I mean, Most I, of it, yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad that we don't have to continue to scrape for <laughs> content and nonsense. And honestly, I'm just, I'm so, I'm just glad that the game is back, man. And that it's going to be a really fun, but a really grueling season. It's going to be a lot of 3 a.m.s for us. Um, yeah. I'm, what I'm most looking forward to, this, this, the league is so fast right now, and the skill level is so high. I'm I'm just looking forward to the next takeover of, like, the next generation, you know? The Lufford years and the Hughes and those guys, I just, it's just beginning. I think the next couple of years of the NHL are going to be incredibly fun. Yeah, I, th- I just, I think it's going to be kind of a wild and unpredictable year where I know I'm saying that on a prediction show, but um, it really is though. you know, you look at the reason why I took that Miko bet is, you know, he was leading the league in scoring two years ago after what, 50 games. This is a yeah. 56 game season. Like you think about teams that get off to really hot starts, but then over an 82 game season, it kind of evens itself out. If a team gets off to a hot start, 15 games this year, that's what 25% of the season they're, they might be set for the rest of the year. So yeah. um, it's not going to take much to, you know, get into the playoffs. So, yeah, I think it's going to be just wild. Um, and, yeah, I'm, you know, 20-year-old 20, 20 me would have loved that the Avs are playing late-night games every year. Uh, the current me probably is not going to be a huge fan of it, but that's the way it is. It'll be It'll be cool, you know like driving to the game to cover the game will be cool for those eight o'clock games, but I'm not looking forward to not having fans around during the games and being able to tweet about the fun things that happen or as was the case last year, all the fights that happened right in front of the press box. (laughs) Well, you know, one way or another hockey's back Allie. Um, So Bowen Byram is not on the Calder the odds yet, but if he were to get on there, would you guys bet on it? No, no? not yet. No, he's it, he just won't play enough of a role. Yeah, dude, with Laffy in this year, it's gonna be real tough. <laughs> yeah, it's really hard for a defenseman to win that thing anyway. But you've got to have the perfect combination. You've got to have lots of ice time. You can't be that good of a team, but you have to be somewhat good of a team. You have to have all the opportunity in the world. And Byram is just, he's behind too many good players. Mm-hmm. Good to know. Yeah. Good to know. The guys to look to are Laffy, Shesterkin, Kaprizov. That's who I'd probably put my money on. But yeah, I think the thing AJ is going to miss the most is my one liners in the press box. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm the candy. No, I. I'm not going to miss that. I'm, my health is very happy. I'm not going to be eating freaking gummy bears and chocolate M&Ms yeah. as like a grab bag. Yeah. The, so. the, no media meal this year. They're supposed to like assign us a snack. As it is, they're going to give us like a snack bag. And I'm really looking forward to it being stale popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> assign us a snack. With the, are they like yeah. guessing what we like to eat? No, it's just going to be stale popcorn, dude. Okay. <laughs> All right. Can't wait. Well, on that note, we can get out of here with MSU Denver on a line. It's still time to apply for the spring semester as classes start January 19th. So you can jump in on it time and time again. The one thing that will protect you against economic downturns is an education, allowing you to adapt into varying careers. Go and build your toolbox at MSU Look, it's a great school. I went there for a long time. A couple of other people here took classes over last summer. So if you have any questions, feel free to shoot us a DM. Myself, Harrison Wind, or Allie Monroy. Uh, everything's positive. The teachers there, almost all of them actually worked in the fields they teach. So not only can they give you true real life experience, but they're a great contact as well. So you can jump into whatever field you're looking to get into. There you go. Travis got his master's there even. Excellent. So... Lots of awesome people going to MSU. Hopefully, you'll check it out. If you want to go online, you can. If you want to go in person as well, they have that option too. So check it out today. For the rest of the day, enjoy your last hockey list day, I suppose, because there are not going to be any hockey list days for a very, very, very long time. 
116 straight days of NHL hockey until COVID cancellations ruin everything. Well, yeah, bound to happen, oh. but you know, <laughs> they'll, they'll persevere through. Lots of games are going to happen. Yeah. Not on a lake, as Belmar found out today. Next to you the are, lake, yeah. Yeah, you are not playing on a lake. <laughs> I, no I one told him that. The, like, <laughs> the insurance hazard playing on the actual lake would have been. Um, anyway, thank you for watching, listening, however you consume the podcast. We appreciate all y'all. Hopefully, you'll join us for the ride of this crazy season as well. We'll be here doing lives after every single Avs game, every single weekday. So you can find us making tons of content over at thednvr.com. Uh, yeah, that's that's all I got. Have a good rest of your Tuesday. Check out the McKinnon preview in about four hours, and we will talk to y'all tomorrow night. <laughs>